time of Reagan and before the rise of Seagal, Snipes, and Van Damme, there was an age undreamed of. Unto this land came Arnold the Austrian. He was a barbarian, a demigod, a killer robot from the future, and he was destined to wear the crown of Hollywood upon a troubled brow. It is only his chroniclers, Mike Gillis and Casey Doran, who can tell you of his legend. This is his saga. Podcast de la Vista, baby. Casey, do you smell that? Is is that Axe body spray? Is, is this a bro down? Oh, is a bro down happening here? Oh God! I, I, let's rip the bandaid <laughs> off because this month. We are talking about 2004's Sabotage. 2014. Oh, God. Yes, that's sorry. right. It only feels like it's 2004. <laughs> yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. 2014. How the fuck did this not happen during the Iraq War Sabotage? Di- co-written and directed by David Ayer, mm-hmm. uh, the visionary who co-wrote the first Fast and the Furious movie. Not the good parts, I imagine. Who <laughs> um, did Training Day, which I actually do really mm-hmm. like. And uh, gird yourself, folks. He also directed uh, uh, Bright. Yeah. Gah. And uh, Suicide Squad, the Academy Award-winning Suicide Squad. Suck on that. He did Fury, which was a good movie. It was okay. a very good World War II movie. And he also did um, this one I'm missing. Why am I not missing it? End of Watch. Okay. Which is probably the best L.A. cop drama that I've... It, 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 Michael Pena and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. There were, it was There's good. Some, I mean, was he good. is capable of good stuff. Yes. I, I really do love Training Day. Yeah. So David Ayer is a guy... Uh, that we could just take a marker and write mixed bag on him. Right. A real mixed bag. Right. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, there's a there's a lot to unpack this time. Uh, yeah, I don't know that Training Day is as good as Suicide Squad is garbage. <laughs> oh. That is not a proportional exchange. Oh, so you're hearing our guest there. Um, <laughs> joining us on, I guess you could call this like an intervention for a person that isn't here, or a movie, uh, is, of course, the co-host of the House of Jack and Stan Marvel Comics History Podcast, and third time guest on Podcast to La Vista, baby, Mr. Joe Pretty. How are you doing, Joe? I'm I'm doing okay. I'm going to... There's was, a lot to unpack. <laughs> I, I can sort of I see it. Any, our good listeners will know that your podcast partner, Tobiah, was here last month. Yes. So we're, we're, yes. we're, we're knocking you guys like... It's like back-to-back. And you gave him Spider-Man, and you give me this garbage, <laughs> yeah. and I am offended. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, that's the thing. Is we'll, that we'll give you some love next time. We okay. promise. Yeah. We right. promise. Right. I mean, you you did get Terminator 2. That's, <laughs> and that's, that's fair. But now you I pay also the piper. got Batman and Robin, which I think was already paying the piper. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally... I was... Uh, it really is what it really is. Batman and Robin really was probably the, one of the most enjoyable podcast La Vista baby shows. Simply just un, unwinding that shit uh, was amazing. Thank you for doing that, Joe. So oh, my, I'm always happy to be here, <laughs> uh, regardless of the quality of film we we have watched. I'm always happy to be here. So, uh, Joe, this is your third time on. You are now, I believe, tied in three way tie for first most appearances on this show. Ooh. So, yeah, congratulations. Um, I think it's uh, Greg Hatcher and Sam Mulvey hold that, that record with you. So the yeah. next one to appear on an episode gets the championship hey, I'm going belt. For, I'm going for Ric Flair's record. Oh, he got it. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so have you ever seen or heard of this movie before prepping for this? No. Uh, oh, okay. No. That says a lot. No, yeah. 
I, I mean, there was a time when all anybody talked about was the next Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle. And uh, unfortunately, this vehicle should have been. But as Eric Horn said, lake. today is not that day. <laughs> no, today is not that day. No, I, I would have been perfectly fine. My uh, so the night I watched this, my daughter uh, does musical theater, and she's currently performing in her last theater. She's a senior; she'll graduate in June. Oh. Is she and doing Sabotage the Musical? <laughs> she's not doing Sabotage the Musical. She's doing a musical called Theory of Relativity, which is a very emotionally fraught. It's is a really good one. And she had to perform her song, which is this torch song, in front of this kid that she had had a really tumultuous relationship with and broke mm. her heart. And so she gets home and she's like, it was just like, soundtrack was a mess. She just had a really bad night. And I'm like, well, do you want a hug? And she's like, yeah. And I'm hugging her. And I'm like, I know you had a bad night, but I had to watch this fucking god awful movie. It was so bad. And she's like, oh. you know. I'll have better days, but you'll never be able to forget you watch that. And I'm like, you understand. Until they invent that the Eternal Sunshine tech, and you just walk in there holding a DVD. First fucking thing that's going is this goddamn movie. It's like there's that person with the, the, the bowl of their dead dog, and you're just sitting there holding a Blu-ray of Sabotage going, just make this go away. Yeah, right? Uh, but then what if you're just, you're you're constantly reliving it, and you're just, we just keep inviting you oh, back on no, no! Take three. Uh, and take maybe four. at some point I'd be able to oh god no I don't know man like saying this came out in 2004 is a stretch this felt like a movie that came out from some B studio in 1985 oh in 1985 it would have been way more fun I, this is this is this is the aughts we were talking about the aughts a bit during our Wrestlemania that's episode that's fair the no 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 aughts, this is 2014 this we're, we're, forget, we're forgetting this is this took place in 24 half a decade ago yes. so not long ago well, i know but the but odds was a very special like it. time it feels like this movie should have had a soundtrack by like drowning pool and limp biscuit yeah. <laughs> and papa roach yeah papa roach. um so let's let's gig into this joe if you had to sum up the plot of sabotage in a paragraph or two what is this movie about oh i can do it in a sentence i like Fucking twenty minutes into this movie, I was like, "This is toxic masculinity." The movie, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's, it's just, it's like all the worst tropes, and not of... even the fun kind of toxic no, masculinity. Not, nope. No, because it, it it takes itself entirely too seriously. Mm -hmm. It's filmed. It's just people spent entirely too much thought on all the wrong parts of this movie. Mm -hmm. And so things like character development or like why we should give a shit about any of this was totally left by the wayside into and like for things that were supposed to be cool but just fall flat because you don't give a shit about any of it yeah my uh, my girlfriend piper i showed her the trailer to this movie and i said oh god i'm not i don't think i'm i hadn't seen it yet so i didn't even know um and she saw that trailer and she just texted me back with this movie looks like it has a case of the tryhards yeah. yes it, it this is one of the ugliest movies oh, God, that yes. i've ever seen yes. not just because of the characters not just because of the plot but also the way it looks it's across the board it's like one of the ugliest things that i've ever it seen really really i don't is. know how it's possible that they did all all of this and made it made it so uninteresting despicable and ugly at the same imagine time. the person on on you're on facebook <laughs> and a friend of yours posts something in favor of, say, LGBT rights, and then their cousin shows up in the comment thread with a Gadsden flag as their their icon and says the most awful fucking shit you've seen all day, and it just makes you angry. 
that cousin would love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you drive a lifted truck and uh, think that a Confederate flag is your heritage, this is the movie for you. This movie is the cinematic equivalent of a Punisher skull neck tattoo <laughs> with the words, only God can judge me underneath yep, it. Yep. Oh, you know, this show is about absurd macho bullshit. This movie is just bullshit. It's yeah, ma- it doesn't have the absurdity that makes this stuff it, fun. It's, it's macho bullshit, it's, but it's also just bullshit. It's actually quite a feat because it manages to be awful without ever being interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like that's that is insane to me. Normally with a movie that is this bad, there's something that's compelling about it, even if that thing is the badness. And some of my favorite movies of all time are like Hudson Hawk is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. That movie is bad. Nobody's making an argument that that movie is anything but like weirdly paced and bad. This movie is just it is the it, it, it's it's it just has no belief in anything including itself. Yeah. And I don't really know what it's trying to do a lot of the time because it's doing it so badly. It doesn't know what it's trying yeah. to do. That's what I mean is it it feels like it thinks it's saying something really deep but it's not saying much of all. So the basic premise as best I can manage is that Arnold is a guy named who goes under the nickname Breacher and he's a head of like a DEA task force who basically gets into fights with essentially El Chapo-style cartel drug lords. They kick in doors and beat the shit out of people, and everyone in his crew is, like, the most awful fucking people. Um, it's like, imagine all of the fun being sucked out of the crew from Predator. Yes. And a lot of, like angry right-wing tropes being thrown onto them, but the movie trying so fucking hard to make them be cool. And I don't necessarily think that things that have sort of a slathering of right-wing reactionary stuff has to be bad, or at the very least, not necessarily bad, but not fun. Like, I really love Cobra. I really love Death Wish 3, and these are like right-wing cartoons. Oh, yeah. This one is so fucking self-serious that the entire time you just... You go, man, and I literally wrote this sentence down in my notes. I hope the cartel kills these guys. <laughs> yes. Well, and is El Chapo the hero of this movie? What is the what is the MMA company that? All oh, the UFC. Yeah. Oh, the, you no, took no, a tap no, no, out. Like, tap, tap out. Right. Yeah. This movie is the living embodiment of like a tap out decal. Yeah. It is just yeah. this it, is tr- mixed with truck nuts. Yeah. It, it really. It's just, it opens with. Uh, a recording of a woman being tortured. And I saw that and I immediately, because I didn't watch any trailer. I read the synopsis and I was like, maybe I was too harsh. This could be interesting, right? <laughs> like, it's kind of like, a, like almost like a tontine thing, right? Where it's like, they all know where the money is. But then it opened with that and I was like, oh, this is going to be that kind of movie. Yes. And then yeah. it continued to somehow, there's this line that Elaine says in an episode of Seinfeld where she goes, just when I think that you are the most shallow people I know. You managed to drain a little bit more into the pool. (laughs) Every time I thought this movie had reached rock bottom, they pulled out a fucking jackhammer and found another layer to get rid of. I was like, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I thought you could not say something that would be more blatantly awful and offensive than the thing you just said. And you just found the goddamn thing. Uh, So uh, the, the movie it's ostensibly about breacher, Arnold Schwarzenegger and his team of six or seven color. I, I guess you could call them colorful, although they're not, they're not terribly colorful 
agents that are all rejects, I guess. They're all sort of like a bad news bears uh, for the DEA, <laughs> who at the beginning, they uh, they go to, I guess they're like Arabs or Iranians or something. Who knows they're what they are? They're brown people. They're bad, yeah, that's they're, all the movie needs you to know. They're yeah. bad people and they're having a crazy party, so they break in. Uh, and they're being like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna breach." And they go, they find the big pile of money, and they steal ten million dollars of the money and fish it down a, sh- a really shitty toilet. Um, that they may go out of their way to go. Oh, look at the gross thing we yeah. did. Does anyone want to look under there? The movie really loves that shit. It's making things no, as I fucking mean, gross as they, they need to be. They uh they like the first time you see the team, someone says they're in a van ready ready to breach in, and someone says, "Who dropped ass?" Like. That who dropped ass? This movie is drop ass. Yes. Yeah, um, and everyone is constantly saying "fuck" as many times as possible. Yes. There's that overlapping dialogue. I, this is another sentence where I wrote down, and I'm thinking about this like this is Robert Altman for douchebags. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I so, think that imbues it with too much like <laughs> that gives it a kind of gravitas that it does not deserve. <laughs> so the, the team tries to steal ten million, blows up the rest of the cash. They go back, they're crawling through the sewers. This is movie is, it's a metaphor for this through line for this movie. It's like crawling through the sewers. Yes. Someone had stolen stolen their $10 million. They had uh, wanted for themselves. They get back. The people, the DEA, know that they tried to steal it, and they're all under investigation. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. the So the team's sort of out, of out of commission, and then it turns out that someone in the Congress pulled some strings and stopped the investigation from happening and now they're back on the back on the job but now somebody mysterious is hunting them down and killing them one by one the hero of the movie the, yes this is right it's, it's <laughs> killing them one by one uh to try to i guess for revenge for trying to steal 10 million dollars from the cartel yeah and so when that scene happened so the the movie starts out they're all in the van right and you get this one thing i i do find interesting and i was trying to find the genesis of it is that at some point people started actually paying attention to how people that work with weapons hold their weapons mm-hmm. and so i was like that was the only interesting thing in this movie was where did when did that start like the trigger discipline and like like not holding the guns cup and saucer style yeah. and like that kind of thing but uh the Rick so, Grimes style of waving it around. Yeah, exactly, right? So they come in, they steal $10 million in these little plastic bags in like 30 seconds. I'm like, that's not possible. But whatever, I'm willing to like, I'm going to I'm gonna give this movie as much chance as I can. They feed it through the thing, they come back, it's gone, there's an investigation, and that's kind of the credits. And then like, Breacher's boss is like, do you know somebody? Anyways, all you have is your credibility. Here's your badge and your gun back. Go and get your team. You're fine. Everything's fine. We're yeah. just totally your credibility is back, even though I just said your credibility isn't back, but we're going to let you do exactly the same thing that you did before, which is be some kind of paramilitary DEA group that can do whatever it well, wants. That, that scene is kind of critical because he's with his boss and the guy says something like, a credibility is all we have as law enforcement. It's like your virginity. Once you lose it, you never get yeah, it back. Yeah. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger says, when did you lose your credibility? And that go- totally goes unanswered. And you're like, well, what is he talking about? Yeah. What right. is anyone talking about with anything in I, this yes, movie? I yes. think this is the core problem with this movie is that you have a movie where people are under suspicion. Most of the time, it means that they're innocent characters because they're li- your lead characters. They're, they're people that have been wrongly accused of something in this movie is about them coming back from it. Or you can have the other one, which is a Tales from the Crypt type story where the bad guys are the lead characters, where they're unapologetically bad people that are moving towards some kind of sad, ironic fate where this shit catches up with them and they deserve what they get. 
where the Jason Voorhees or the John Wick or the whatever that's coming after them, they deserve. Right. And this movie will not commit to either one of those things. No, it that, won't. That they are bad people, that they stole it. Arnold, throughout this whole movie, is unapologetic of the fact that they're corrupt as shit, and they still won't make him the bad guy. This is the difference between this and, I think, Training Day, is that Training Day, I think, brilliantly used the trailers to make you think you're watching, oh, this is the day that Ethan Hawke goes out on the first day with his, his you know, supervisor, Denzel Washington, who is this, like, cool, you know, anti-hero who breaks the rules but gets the job done. No, that's not what that movie's about. Denzel Washington is the fucking villain of the movie, and oh, he yeah. is a monster. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He is a terrifying monster. And that's who these people are. But the movie doesn't seem to know it. And even though Arnold is not the one behind the killings at the end, it's a member of his team, they still want him to be the good guy, even though he's a fucking villain and he should be killed the same as anyone else. They keep yes. wanting to make him sympathetic, yet he never feels bad about any of this shit. Well, and... There are no less than like 18 points at this movie where they could have done something that would have made a statement about something or would have actually delved into these these team that we're supposed to give a shit about. And they try to in the beginning. They're doing like an exercise after they've all been reunited. And they have to learn that the Mighty Ducks have to fly in a V. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> well, and like the the whole thing with like the whole scene before Breacher gets back to their barracks where they've just been like, we've been stuck here for months, blah, blah, right. blah. And then like um, it, it's just very weird and very toxic. And then he gets there and they do a they do a run through of this training building and Breacher's like, you forgot one behind the door. And I kept waiting for that to pop back up somewhere. Mm, yeah. But that never happened, so that was fucking useless. And then uh, well, Monster, the they, main guy... They have, a, they have a training montage that's about these people getting back into it, and it's just two scenes. Yes. Yeah. It's like, we run through it, and we're terrible. We're not we're not a team anymore. No one trusts but each yeah, other. But yeah, there's no payoff for that, and then, like yes. you said. And yeah. then in the next team, they're like, oh, we trained a little bit more, and now everyone's great, and we can go back to doing what we're doing. And then there's no fucking payoff for that either, yeah. because they don't get back into the swing of things, because almost um, there's a strip club scene. Big surprise there. <laughs> and... <laughs> Like, and then there's... Oh, by the way, at the strip club, if you want to make these guys more dislikable, oh. well, they get drunk. One of them gets up on the stripper pole and starts fucking around. So the security guard, yes. doing his fucking job, gets tries to pull them off. They beat the shit out of him and laugh, walking out of the bar, having yeah. beat up a security guard doing his job. And I'm like, fuck these guys. Yes. Fuck yeah. these guys. If you weren't already like, fuck these guys, this will They're... be the... I mean, let's face it. If you are going to be fuck these guys, you're going to be fuck these guys well before you fucking get to the trip up scene. Yeah. Because other, or otherwise you're going to be fully on board with them. It's just everything that comes out of their mouth is them comparing dick size, uh, oh, ranting di- about how the guy's tattoo looks like a dick. The, the dick sucking jokes. I After a half an hour, I was like, I'm going to stop trying to pay attention to the dick sucking jokes because there were so many of yes. them. Yes. So many of them. It is just, they are the worst fucking people, and it doesn't feel like the movie knows that. And it doesn't gel with Arnold's type of action comedy at all. I think no. there was, I think there's one time in here where it's like, you'll see, you're inter- you're quote, introduced to the characters of the team because they're in, like, video of them being interrogated because they want to crack, you know, the DEA wants and to crack And they are guilty them. as fucking sin. Yeah, what is it that, uh, the only Arnoldism, I think, in this whole thing is that Arnold says... 
in reference to the two interrogators, he said, he said, well, fuck you with your fucking 48% body fat and you, you scrawny little bastard. And I was like, well, the reference to him, like, talking shit about someone who has a lot of body fat is is somewhat in character with, like, right. him being a jacked bodybuilder. But it's also just, like, mean-spirited and stupid. That's this whole movie is yes. mean-spirited and stupid. <laughs> yes. but Why again, did they call it mean-spirited and stupid? <laughs> it's, yeah, everyone in this movie is an asshole. And it's not just Arnold's team, because, I mean, how could you do a movie where... It's built around these people who are terrible. One is you have like training day to make that. I think that deserves this comparison because it's also a David Ayer project. Ethan Hawke's character is a good guy. There's an anchor for you to attach yourself to. Either you need that good character who's put into conflict with Arnold and his team. And this would be a great opportunity for Arnold to be an unapologetic bad guy for the first time since 1984. Or you need to make this a, a Walter White thing where it is him heading towards that awful fate, and he's going to get his. This movie has to end with Arnold getting like a hail of fucking bullets or going to prison. Or it could end with him being the one behind everything. Yeah. Like, that's that's that, the whole problem. That, that might have been a better, doesn't even better. Fucking, yeah. Like, I think ultimately, so a whole bunch of garbage happens, and that's like, people just start dying. Two members of the team die. One of them dies in his RV while peeing in the well, sink. Oh my god, so, and this is a special forces guy, right? And you can't kick he, open the door? Yeah, or he at least couldn't break open the window and dive out, which well, is like, what I would what assume f- he would do. Yeah, like, what the fuck, what kind of fucking bullshit is going on where, like, um... Uh, you can't kick open a mobile home door. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, I just want to know, like, they don't make those things to be, to, like, withstand any kind of real, actual no. trauma. Like, you kick that thing at the lock, it is going to fly open, but this guy couldn't. And then all of a sudden, did he have, like, a collection of swords and knives <laughs> yes. in there? Yeah, because he's got to be a fucking badass dude. Well, Every- and, like... You mean why his body was in a thousand pieces? Why is his body pieces? in a thousand pieces yes. and then looks like... Like, a friend of mine came over at this point because we were getting ready to leave to do something because watching this movie in one setting, if you all did it, I don't know how. My respect to both of you. <laughs> this movie was like... It was like being on a road trip with your brother brother's friend from college that got really into Joe Rogan oh. and like uh yeah. who's the other guy the guy that was on the the man show Adam Carolla Adam Carolla yeah. that's that's what this movie was like this where is it's definitely just, a Joe Rogan podcast movie yeah, yeah. like it, it's it, it, it was I wanted to take a shower after it was over there, isn't there a, there is a WWE connection with this movie right didn't he go on with the guy who played stinger or Monster or somebody. Uh, well, but- I, I don't know if that guy was actually a former wrestler or something, or they just had some connection because no, that's the way you. That is the way you you uh, do marketing for this movie is you go to the least common denominator, which is wrestling. And we Aww. know that Vince McMahon. No, Vince, Vince McMahon, McMahon will, is will the anyone, most common denominator. He will, yeah. He'll put anyone on stage. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it'll be but in service of the worst movie you could. This imagine. is just it's the thing that makes me really angry with this movie too is that there's a lot of good actors in it. There's a lot of people that are fucking wasted in this. This is a movie. Yeah, Terrence Howard's in this movie. Terrence yeah. Howard, Olivia Williams yeah. is in this movie. Harold Perrineau. I mean, there's some Josh Holloway, Josh Holloway? from yeah, Lost. By the weird. way, Josh Holloway's. They all have names like Monster and Pyro. You know what Josh Holloway's character's nickname is? It's tripod. Uh, fucking neck. Oh, it's neck. neck. How do you get the fucking name Neck? Nets. And not be like six foot four and three hundred and. 
like 20 pounds of solid muscle. Yeah, it's just, it is, the characters are unlikable, but like I mentioned, there's no anchor character that you no. would think it would be Olivia Williams. And Olivia Williams is the lead character of this movie, but she's just as much a dick. There's all these talk about people. So Olivia Williams is the police detective yes. who's investigating these guys dying. So she's legitimately the only good, I guess, person. But she's a piece is. of shit too. Yeah. And there's this element of it where, she has as much bullshit edgelord locker room talk as they oh, do. Oh, yeah, of course she it's does. Like everyone fucking talks like oh, this. Oh, my God. The two guys in the car that are doing the stakeout on Arnold are, are arguing about peeing into a bottle. Yep. It's like everything I don't want to put movie. my dick where your dick has been. Yeah, yeah. And then the response is, oh, fuck this woman. <laughs> yes. Because women are just objects. Yeah, there's a lot of times where somebody comes in and they're just like, oh, oh, oh you should fuck her. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I just wanted her to break one of their fucking arms and actually be a character and it's like but the movie doesn't want arnold to not be the protagonist no it's really and she is he should so be the villain poorly used she comes out and you're like okay maybe this will be the character that actually gets some shit done no no i, I really thought that this movie was going to play arnold doesn't do well as an anti-hero i thought this movie was going to play like an end of days thing where where he's bad because he's ceased caring about Doing, right. doing good, but he finds some way to bring him back into the idea of being a hero. Yeah. And t for recompense for him being a jerk, he dies in the end. He makes a sacrifice, which right. Arnold normally doesn't make a sacrifice like right. that. Yeah, the, the man on fire. The, yes, exactly right. Yes. But this movie doesn't have the balls to do that. I suppose he gets shot in the end when well, he's trying to take down the Mexicans but, as his final act of revenge. But. Yeah, but he's still alive. Like, the whole thing is his defining character concept is a fr like it is the it is you do not get any more fridging than this this is the ultimate fridge because it's not just <laughs> the point of the story it's that that is his defined character concept is yeah. his wife was tortured and raped and murdered because i really really fucking appreciated that the last goddamn thing that the fucking um the fucking big bad that he's looking for, which they shoehorn into the end of this fucking movie. Because they want him to be a good guy. Is fucking, I was the last one to have your wife. I was like, fuck you. And it takes place, oh. and that, that scene takes place where you're looking at a urinal, too. Yes, yes. So this movie is this a movie, urinal. Uh, that this, movie yeah, looks right? like that place smells. <laughs> oh, God. And just like, uh, speaking of the way this movie looks, uh, you know, we always make that joke about the, I think it's Taken 3, where they have a scene where... Uh, Liam Neeson has to jump over a fence and it yes. cuts a bunch of times. Oh, God, yes. Um, in this movie, when Arnold is driving his truck up to the barracks, it looks exactly like that. Somehow they tried to have to make it edgy for him driving his, like, Dodge Ram yep. Yep. in parking in front of this building. And it's like seven cuts and it's shaky. It's like it's like there's literally an earthquake happening while they're filming yeah. this. He's just parking his fucking he truck. He is just yeah, the shaking the driveway with his truck. They, how long did they shoot The to shaky make cam that? is off the hook in this yeah. movie. Uh, it is just like, it is... Oh, it never fucking stopped. He, he I wish the he hook was through my eye yeah. and it into my brain. It looks like this was filmed on a tripod on a waterbed. <laughs> it's, oh, God. It's just, it never stops. You you reach a point where you're like, there has to be something that happens here. But no, like, people die. And then, so, like, the, the two guys die, and then there's a bunch of exposition, which explains yep. nothing, develops nothing, no character gets developed. They try and develop Breacher, but it's just by telling the story about how his wife was victimized for something he did. It feels like that's shoehorned in to make him sympathetic, because he literally it has nothing else. absolutely is, because he also yeah. has a son that they mentioned with two fucking sentences that was his best friend. You don't see any footage of him. Yeah. It's just the fucking torture porn of the wife getting fucking raped and murdered. Yeah. And then... 
all of a sudden they're like, we're breaking up the team. And oh, good. The we're breaking up and sending them to separate fucking prisons. Like, does the woman being in the team even count as tokenism? Yeah, because yeah, she's we, we need to talk about a, Lizzie. Oh, who doesn't God. even get a nickname, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess you can say Lizzie as a nickname for oh, Elizabeth. But so she is the she's the wife of Sam Worthington's character, and she's the only woman on the team, obviously. Yeah. But because she's not she's not a man, they have to make her even more macho. So she's like a drug addict, and she's always like throwing right. her sex around and even using even more bad words than the uh than yes, the other guys yes you know i would you know if if you fuck me i'd break you to pieces and stuff like this like these all this stuff she used to be high all the time but of course this movie decides to make her the villain <laughs> her and she terrence the, howard yes right. right the woman and the black guy are the right. bad guys oh. it's uh, everyone is too good for this movie oh god it's just <laughs> it's, it's like i look at this movie and go poor terrence howard he couldn't have been roadie oh my god i, mean, I, I love don Cheadle, but i feel so bad for this guy knowing i at don't this feel exact bad for him time. anymore i don't feel bad for him anymore not after this oh, i'm like god. jesus christ how the fuck you are you going to get how the fuck did you read this script and be like, I want to be a part of this? I don't, I don't know. I, maybe it was the draw. I mean, obviously, David Ayer had the chops because he had done Trading Day. I mean, he'd done great movies before. Yeah, but- like, who... How do they sign on for this? I don't. How I, do they sign? Who? It was like, oh, there's an Arnold movie. I'd love to make a movie with Arnold. That's the only thing that, that I can is, think of. Yeah, absolutely. You'd, you'd think it'll be so like many, Training Day. Yeah, it's just it tries so fucking hard to be cool and edgy. And I just want to say one thing. This is not really connected to anything, but Joe Manganiello spends a large chunk of this movie in cornrows. Uh. And I want to say this to other white guys. As a white guy myself, uh, if you ever think that it might be a good idea to put your hair in cornrows, don't. It doesn't make you look cool. It just makes you look like an asshole. That is this public service announcement. Is it weird that that was the word? I really like Joe Manganiello. He's in Pee-wee's Big Vacation, which was the Netflix. Yeah, Yeah. which I expected nothing from and ended up being delightful. And he is delightful in it. And I really... There's a lot of good people in this movie. Yeah, like Magic Mike. I I really like Joe Manganiello and my... I saw this and I was like, wow, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it was really difficult not to walk away from this. Like, um, Olivia, um, uh, Olivia Williams is in my favorite fucking Wes Anderson movie. Rush- she's in oh, Rushmore. Yeah. And she's I kept, great. and like, so, and it's clear that she's struggling to have a Southern accent, but it it doesn't work. And so she's trying to just have a straight American accent, but that doesn't work. And she goes, it's very similar to Kevin Costner's, accent work in prince of thieves where <laughs> is it's that like accent work? i think like, that accent work is iowa <laughs> well no because like apparently the story i've heard and i this is apocryphal i don't i have not verified this i think it's in what is the we hate movies guys call it the news yeah the, uh, tribune. the, 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 the tribune right the I, imdb trivia where it's like basically his accent was so atrocious they were like don't even bother <laughs> that's a good when a movie decides to do that yeah they're just yeah, like, like okay let's just cut we this don't off. care if they they should have done it with christian slater too but like nobody josh holloway is the only person that has an actual southern accent in this nobody else even bothers to and it doesn't matter because at the end of the day we don't spend enough time with these characters to even give a shit about any of them yeah well we were talking about this before joe about the uh the sketch 
who the 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 British guys the the Mitchell and Webb the Mitchell and Webb do the sketch of are are we the baddies uh, right because the Nazis have the skull on their on their thing when you pull up to these guys compound they have their own insignia like they're a military organization and it's a skull arm with a knife putting a knife through the top of a skull like a yes. skeleton arm putting a knife and you're that is should be the clue you'd be like these are the movie equivalent of just Nazis like, yes. this is like the worst yeah. and like Olivia ever. Williams pulls up she's like oh shit I think these guys work for Voldemort <laughs> yes. yeah right. <laughs> It's just it's <laughs> at any point. It, I was never. I was. I've never been sadder to see Halo Three in a movie by these characters right? as I did. I'm like, right? oh, not not Halo Three. Like, don't, I don't want this you to asso- be associated with anything that I even <laughs> like. But this movie just shits all over itself, and, and the then it's like is so drama, and right. it's not drama. It's just things that happen. It's this movie is literally just things that happen. The gratuitous violence is over the top to a degree that if it's anything other than a zombie movie, it just you're like, what are you guys doing? It's like again a case of the tryhards. There is this bit where where Terrence Howard fleeing from Arnold hits a guy on a bicycle with his car. Yes. And it's like that guy oh in RoboCop who is covered in toxic waste. It's like he just literally explodes over but, the... Yes. There's a bit where Monster has been murdered by his wife and left in a fridge with a slit throat. And there's like a splash <laughs> there's of like, blood. And there's five gallons of goddamn <laughs> it's like blood the in the refrigerator. elevator in The Shining. It's like, that's not, that's not how anything works. But it's like, again, it's trying so fucking hard to be edgy. And it's just Ugh. it it's it's I, so needlessly gross. And I want to point out something here. And I love fucking violent movies, but oh, they should have a no. They're great. El- I mean, the thing is, I love movies by Paul Verhoeven, but there's an element of absurdity and joy in them where yes. it knows it's fucking bonkers. This is where not, this is no. so serious. This is the opposite of joy. It's not even joyless. It lives in an it lives in a universe where joy was never invented. <laughs> and like I I feel like so John Wick 3 is coming out. The the fucking most amazing thing about that first movie is the fact that there is no collateral damage. John Wick mm. kills only the people he means to kill. There are no fucking... He's in a club full of people, and there's not one shot of some random woman taking a goddamn bullet. There's right. like three in this. It's just because he is skilled. The movie says he's very skilled. And then you see him, and he's very skilled. Right? And this, we're supposed to believe that these guys are like badasses, and they're just like... They don't seem skilled at any point. There's so many dead randos in this it's movie. Like, yeah, it's just, I mean, not even that, but they each, like, you don't even see Josh Holloway's character get murdered. You get, you get the fucking one guy that gets turned into hamburger by a train. Like, I don't know how the fuck how that happens. Cause, like, apparently the train hits him. He's moving around and it's tumbling. And then all of a sudden he just fucking explodes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't fucking know how that works. It looked like he was hit with a rocket launcher in Doom. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> really fucking does right or like like what was left over after a fatality in like mortal Kombat 3 right yeah it's and at no point is it like oh so this it's 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 like david ayers called Zack snyder and was like i'm i'm making this movie how should i make it and he's like well put lots of shots that don't mean fucking anything in it and then don't explain anything and don't fucking talk about the characters just really really concentrate on a bunch of shit that doesn't matter like, make sure that you get all these shaky cam fucking shots in it and have people say things that would be cool if you actually gave a fuck about yeah. what they were saying. Yeah. So here's the real question is, can either of you say anything nice about this movie? I can. 
Okay, go ahead, I Mike. Well, not just the cast. We've said that, but Arnold's in really good shape in this movie. Yeah. I gotta say, for a guy who's like around 60 years old when this came out, there's a scene of him in the gym, and I'm like, oh, shit. That's better shape than I'll ever be. And I was like, you know, good for you, Arnold, keeping it together. Um, that's not easy at that age. It's not no, easy at my age. No. I'm a lot younger than Arnold. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of it. I, I think, uh, but, yeah. Again, Arnold's performance is actually pretty good and layered in this. It's just, it's the material sucks. He's got nothing to work. That's what I was going to say. I fucking hate sad Arnold. I don't understand yeah. why people keep wanting to do that. I think end of days is like the beginning and the end of that. It's like, it's not that he can't do it. It's that he is a good actor, but I don't think he's a good enough actor to put something there that the, that the director isn't specifically trying to evoke. I think it's the same as Keanu Reeves, but with Keanu, and I think, I think they're very similar in that way. The skill of the director is really going to determine what you get out. Mm-hmm. I think his performance is fine in this. I think yeah. he's, a, he's sad. Like you can tell, like the look on his face and at the, but which is not really what you want in an Arnold movie. You no. want his eyes to be smiling. Right? Yeah. You, yeah. you want to see the glee in it. When, when... Arnold dies, like, Honestly, if you're going to go, if you're going to go sad Arnold on this, what needed to happen? Cause so you have the whole chase at the end, you get Lizzie in the back and Lizzie's like, I was killing the people cause they stole my money. And Breacher goes, no, I stole the money. And they still and want him to be like, the good guy. And it's like, well, that where was that movie? Or even better, where was the movie where he's going to get revenge for his wife and son? Yeah. So or, wait, wait, wait. wait. So th- was yeah. this this was my thing? D- was this was the because uh, I got confused at the end here because it it doesn't this movie doesn't do that well enough to understand that they can do something with twists. Does Arnold try to architect this so he can eventually get closer to? The cartel people, or yeah. is this just incidental? Is no. he is he like, well, I stole the money because I wanted to set it up to bring them in closer, or is it just like we kill Lizzie and Terrence Howard, and then and then he goes to Mexico because he's got nothing left to lose? No, because so there is I don't even no there no because there is nothing to understand. They thought that they would be sw- slick and pull a switcheroo, but they give you absolutely no basis for it because the whole movie up until that point is ostensibly about him trying to keep his fucking team together right. and not selling them down the goddamn river. He says that. I'm like, well, what was your plan to wait until they all retired and you were fucking 80? Yeah. You're going to go and get the fucking cartel when you need a walker? Like, what the fuck was your plan here? It's much more interesting if he's not and his whole team is dead. And then you find out that, like, his boss stole it or fucking or the fucking cartel set him up or the cartel had a fucking mole in his organization. Yeah. Or this, that or the like, there are three movies in this movie that would have each made a better movie. The movie of them planning the heist, the movie of him going to get revenge for his wife and son and the movie of like of him fucking stealing the money and setting up his team. And they didn't make any of those movies, no. but they tried to make all three of them. And uh, like, and they just made a giant pile of fucking crap. <laughs> oh. I was, I was like, there's Woo. nothing good about like Woo. Arnold is is his acting is good, but you can still not say that he's good in this because he's not given anything to fucking do. They just were like, hold this fucking shotgun and look sad. And he was like, okay. Oh, and here's a cigar and a fucking fucking like glass of liquor so that we can evoke this fucking 1980s yeah. thing that you had. There, there's this weird thing of I I believe I this movie is about the image. I believe that there was you see it on all the the cover for it 
and the marketing that the image of him with a neck tattoo, he's got like a neck tattoo that's yes. like a skeleton with a cigar on and a hat or something, I guess. You see him in uh, sort of like SWAT gear with his shotgun in, in full regalia with the neck tattoo. I think the idea of the whole movie was sold on the idea of let's see Arnold in a slightly different kind of macho way. Yeah. Um, and that was, I think that was the, I think that was the genesis of the idea to do it is do an Arnold movie with that. And I just think it never came. The threads never came together. It's all style and no substance. Yeah. Yeah. They're the bones of a watchable movie here before they went in and just set fire to the whole fucking thing. Like they need to make some decisions that they're not willing to make. One Arnold is the villain of the movie. Or somebody, like, I'm not even, I'm, I will even give that a pass. Somebody needs to be the fucking villain of this movie. Not everybody. Yeah. <laughs> what is it that, <laughs> I mean, quote yeah. the Incredibles, like, when everyone's a villain, nobody is. Yeah, like, everybody is the goddamn villain of this fucking movie. Like, somebody needs to be the bad guy. No, Olivia this, Williams' partner is not a villain. Yeah, they should. He's the only one. that he's full on asking her how big Breacher's dick uh, is. Yeah. Was this it is big? True. This, this is true. Like, this movie should end with her shooting Arnold. <laughs> yes. 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 Absolutely. That, that this would be a thing was her either taking him down, trying to talk him down, and having to shoot him in the fucking well, and even It should that, be like a lot of other movies is that it should be a sh- a sh- her in a bathroom, in a men's bathroom, shooting Arnold, and then Arnold falling into a urinal and then collapsing. Yeah, right. Yeah. That would have been it. Overflowing urinal mixed with blood water. What, <laughs> what you do here is you... You beef up the tension a little bit in the early part. You have him... him Lizzie's... You have Lizzie going, what... what what fucked us up, right? And then she goes for a gun. Breacher shoots her. Fucking uh, the cop whose name I cannot. Keep Olivia Williams. Oli- right, Olivia Williams. I keep saying Wilson in my head. Olivia Williams shoots him, and then they go back and piece together hmm. him fucking stealing the money and him being the fucking guy that was setting them up all along. And then even if you want to fucking throw in this bullshit where she goes down and fucking kills everybody in the bar, you can do that. It's yeah. a throwaway fucking scene in the movie. It's yeah, like it it's not like there's any kind of fucking catharsis. Well, it tries in the to film give him itself. give him some heroism, but by that point in time, it's it spends just all of it. Bad, his, and it yeah. happens once again at the fucking expense of a woman because it's not enough that we've seen her tortured at several points in this movie. Now we have to throw in the fact that she was raped too. Yeah. Because of course that's the only way that's you know bad guys. It's like it's like uh, Garth Ennis using constant racial and and LGBTQ slurs in preacher. It's like, well that's because they're really bad guys. And it's like, well if you were a better fucking writer, you could have done that better without hurting people, right? So I was thinking about uh, we we this movie is about Arnold. This show we have is about Arnold movies, and this does not feel like an Arnold movie at all. And I was thinking if you ca- if you cast breacher for someone else as i just quickly thought of three names off the top of my head where it would work in the role of having a seasoned you know over the hill action star stallone would have been a better choice oh, yeah. yeah jason statham yeah would have been a better choice mickey rourke would have been well all three of those mickey rourke kind of takes the cake w- on would have line. been able to 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 spin that character in a way and maybe their involvement would have St- stood for rewrites of the script in a way that was more comprehensible. I just think that Arnold is the of, of aging ac- action star was the wrong choice. Yeah, and you could plug yeah. in a half dozen other actors to do this, and think, it probably would have been more coherent. I think Bruce Willis would have been great. Yeah. Well, Bruce done, Willis could have been better. I mean, <laughs> let's, let's, okay, let's yeah, manage I'm your sorry. expectations. Okay. Great <laughs> is a strong word. I think if you get somebody, if you get if you 
punch up the script, and by punch it up, I mean set it on fire and write a whole new one. Yeah. Replace, uh, you know, like recast half the team and get somebody like Bruce Willis or Mickey Rourke would be great because he's slimy and sleazy yeah. without even trying. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then just fucking get rid of this like redemptive bullshit. Like, yeah. just let yeah. them, if you, this movie, if you want them to be villainous, you want all of them to be villainous, great. So have them at each other's fucking throats. Well, just, you, if you look at a much better movie, something like Heat, yeah. where in a movie like Heat, uh, you are following the, uh, essentially the protagonists are, kind of, are the ba- the Robert De Niro's bad guy team, his heist team. Yeah, well, the movie's and you're, aware of that. And you and, can tell the movie's aware of and that. And you're watching their great plan end up disintegrating, even though, in that entire time, you're actually hoping that they get away with it because they're the ones you see them through. And they're all assholes. Like, most of them are just bad guys. Yes. Um, that happen to be really good at doing this type of crime. And then when the end, when he dies, of course, because the bad guy dies in the end, you kind of feel bad. You're kind of, there's there's a, a a a moment when you're like, of course he's going to die in the end. But you're also at the same time you're like, I wish we would have got away with it. Well, yeah, yeah. Even look at something like um, one of my favorite Kubrick movies is The Killing, where you're following the team do the heist, and at the end you watch Sterling Hayden stand there as his suitcase falls off the trolley going to the plane, and money is just blowing across the fucking runway, and you know he's had, you know he's going to jail. And yeah, you want him to get away, even though he's a garbage person, yeah. because that's what point of view does. But this movie doesn't have a point of view yeah, other you than... Even, you don't want them to get away because you don't have any sense of what they'd be doing if they did get away. Yeah. yeah, because you don't give a shit about them. You're not... Everything is... Everything about this movie is the movie telling you things and not showing you things. So I, I think it's time to, to codify a question that I think we're already answering. Yeah. And it's one of the most unnecessary questions to, to, to wrap up this conversation, but... Is Sabotage a good movie? No. No, it's extremely, like I said, it's ugly, it's extremely unwatchable, and even the one piece about it that I think people would, maybe maybe there's some David Ayer fans who are completionists. I, I don't know if this is his worst movie or if Harsh Times with Christian Bale is his worst movie, but this is definitely in the run in the running for David Ayer's worst movie. Yeah, uh, I'd, it's put just, Bright, I'd put Bright on there, too, because I think Bright has the same problem where it doesn't seem to understand how thoroughly unlikable its lead character is. That it wants still, you to continue to root for There's some. whimsy in Bright, though. There's but, there's something, the things that are kind of a little bit intriguing, even if it's still ugly and dark. And or you have a character who's an awful person with no redemption arc that they want you to like, despite the fact that they're like a racist bully. Right. I mean, that's the same sort of stuff <laughs> that we have here, where there's this unlikable person that we're supposed to continue to root for, even though they're consistently mean to people that are nice and likable. It's that kind of shit. And I I also say no to this movie. I think that there's no way to, to really state really effectively how thoroughly unlikable the characters in this movie are in a way. I mean, we've spent like 45 minutes talking about this, but I don't think we've really nailed it quite yet because there's just something that makes you go, well, where's my anchor in this movie? Who am I supposed to root for? Yeah, the problem is is that you know this five minutes into the movie, and you keep waiting, and you never get it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I will answer this in my typical fashion, which is that I would rather marathon Man of Steel, (laughs) Batman versus Superman, and Suicide Squad, and then walk outside to have dinner with my worst fucking enemy, 
than watch the first five minutes of this movie. <laughs> this it's not the question is is this a good movie? The question is is this one of the worst fucking films to be made in the last ten years or maybe. 20, 30, 40, <laughs> 50, I don't know. I cannot conceive of a movie I've yeah. seen recently that I loathed as much as this movie. There is literally nothing, there's, there is no redeeming factor. There's, there's no, no so bad it's good no. character because it's not that kind of bad. And, and we love a lot of movies that have retrograde politics oh. and gratuitous violence and even unlikable lead characters. But there's a fun to them. There's an absurdity to them. There's In a better movie, having the poster inside their hangout that has a picture of Rambo but it instead has Ronald Reagan's head on it, it says yeah. would, be, would be more funny. And in this movie, I was like, oh, of course. Oh, yeah, no, because oh, there is no Ronbo. self-awareness in this yep. movie. Yeah. It fucking paves over... It's just... It is trying so hard to be slick and to be emotionally impactful that it doesn't just miss the mark on those things. It literally does not... is not successful in anything it sets out to do. I have it is so crazy to me that this movie fails on every level and yet it still manages to be completely uninteresting and offensive to watch. It feels like the movie can feel that I disapprove of it and wants to call me a fucking pussy libtard. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. It wants to drop it wants to drop an F bomb at you and I, yeah. by that I mean the the three letter F bomb <laughs> and and yes. then tell you how it fucked your yeah, mom that, last night. That is actually the surprise is that this movie didn't choose no, to it, to make a homophobic slur. Yeah. Uh, even though I think the only they had maybe had some gay panic with the two there's uh, a lot guys in the of tail. implied gay panic isn't but but there it never drops the that that f bomb which surprises me because it wouldn't make me feel any better or worse about the movie it's already just at the well, bottom let's get yeah. it out in the open yeah, yeah. yeah right it's a, it's a movie feels like I got a dick pic <laughs> so but it, it, it unsolicited it, dick pic yeah. God, Is that, there any yeah. other kind? <laughs> it's not just it's it's like you got a dick pic from like your friend's dad is oh. what this is like. And there's a tap out a tattoo because, on it. Yeah, it's fucking it's just it's you, not just bad, it's gross. Yeah. You you got the link from the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, an extra uh, layer of. So wait, what's the last question? There's is, a URL to the Joe Rogan experience <laughs> on a dick pic. It's yes. like tattooed right on. That's what it is. Oh god. So and wait, the, the last question with Elon Musk. This is yes. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> is uh, is this a good Arnold movie, Joe? No, <laughs> no. I want if you're gonna put Arnold Schwarzenegger in an action action movie, he needs to be bombastic and yeah. fucking like not. I want to see city blocks blowing up, and I want to see fucking explosions and crazy fucking guns and him doing things that are only the barest bit believable by the standards of physical law. Like I don't want to see him moping around and fucking. I certainly no. There was nothing good about this. He he was wasted in this, and I'm a little bit mad at him that he took it because he doesn't no, need too. money that badly. I am too. No, there's there's only a few moments to me that felt like Arnold wanting to be Arnold on the set of this movie. He's it's the second time around when his team is trying to go through the training building. And he's sitting on a couch with a cigar, and I was like, the inclusion of the cigar was totally on Schwarzenegger because we know in his real in real life he's a cigar yes, smoker. Yes. And so part of like the Arnold sitting back and having a good time and having a cigar in his mouth is sort of like that's part of the lovable, bombastic, or larger than life Arnold. Yes. And but that 
persona is totally disconnected from yeah. the character. That who's Arnold to be has in this a movie. smile around his cigar. Yeah, but yeah. in this, he's just like he's like your divorced gym teacher. He's just fucking <laughs> sad. There's no interest to it. It's just like he's just like some fucking sad old man. Yeah, it's it's even that is in the end offensive to me. Yeah, no, like, no, no. I no, think no. that I think. I appreciated the way that they spoke to each other because they spoke to each other in a way that people in like special forces teams speak to each other, except for the fact that they were fairly screaming at each other all the time, all the time, which is like, Oh, okay. So you're just basically announcing to the fact, the fact that you're here to anybody that's waiting to shoot you with a fucking gun. I kept waiting like if uh, for a hero to step forward and farther into the movie I got, I was hoping it would be, those two cartel twins, the Salmanaka twins from Breaking Bad, <laughs> to show up with a fire axe in each hand. And I'm like, oh, please come and rescue me from these guys. Uh, no, oh. this, this... Mike, Mike, was this a good Arnold movie? No. Okay. No. It, it's, the thing is, it's not necessarily that Arnold's a bad actor, like you said. I think that Arnold could have done a man-on-fire type, sad, broken uh, ex-hero. But this material is so shitty that he doesn't have a lot to work with. I think Arnold's clearly in great shape for his age. And it just, like you mentioned, there's a joy to an Arnold movie that is just totally sucked out of this movie that Arnold is fun. That even when he's absurd or even a little problematic, there's an element of it that lets you know this is a cartoon and you're not supposed to take it totally seriously. This movie wants to be taken so fucking seriously it's like we say that the the element that makes arnold movies fun is that the absurd macho bullshit the macho bullshit is here but it's so self-serious and it's so over the top but demanding to be treated like high art and it's like what you don't like it you must be a fucking pussy then yeah it just i hated this movie and i don't I don't enjoy hating movies. Listen, this is the only way I can break it down for you. Just like this one-off character that arrives at the DEA after the uh, police officers go there and who just drops this one line that's supposed to make the movie more interesting but doesn't is, everything happens for a reason. Right. That's this movie. Everything happens, happens for, for a reason. reason. I, I feel like... Okay, and then it never gets explained. <laughs> there, are, there are three kinds of bad movies, right? <laughs> There's bad movies that are good bad there's bad movies that are entertaining because they're so bad. And then there's bad movies that just miss the point and end up being like, I normally love to hate things like that yeah. is kind of my thing. And anybody that's heard me on this show or, you know, view from the gutters or less on the house of Jack and Stan, but like knows that that is my deal. I love hating things. There was no enjoyment in hating this movie for Ugh. me. Like I couldn't even like, I always do my best to be punny and like, like, no, this movie was just gross and offensive and awful to me. And it's a fucking, this movie is so bad. It brings down the fucking like total quality of movies ever fucking made. That's how bad this movie is. It was the worst opening Arnold movie in 30 years. So that, that right there. Validation. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet, sweet validation. That that is, that is a measure of how it stands next to Arnold's entire career. Yeah. And not even he can save it. It's just, no, I would rather watch any other movie. Oh, (laughs) literally. I cannot think of a movie that I dislike more than this one. That's, that sounds like, the final word. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Joe Pretty, I feel I owe you an apology, sir. <laughs> sorry, Joe. Oh, you gave me... Uh, you know what? I, I, it's all good. I, I love coming up and, uh, you know, ranting and raving is cathartic. And I feel like... I, 
things have been going real well cinematically for me lately. I've enjoyed a lot of the movies I've seen, and uh, you know, I, like Endgame was really good. Detective Pikachu was really enjoyable. Captain you enjoy Marvel's them more really now. Good. I, oh God, yes! I enjoy everything more now. This is set a standard of it's like like having a heart attack and then waking up in the hospital bed and going, "I'm alive." Yeah, and I don't ever have to watch that movie again. It's no, you freeing. don't. It's freeing, uh, but it's always a pleasure to come. It'd be the meanest thing in the world to go. Oh, we haven't been recording. Oh God! <laughs> Start again. At that point, I would take the headphones off and just drive into the fucking water I'm I, not gonna... I don't think our audience knows is that I think we botched doing Batman and Robin and we had to do that one again which is even harder at the time to be like oh my god we're gonna make him do it twice yeah. it would be unthinkable I don't think you would talk to us again I, you <laughs> know lose what? our numbers if you, if you were like if you'd said we have to do Batman and Robin again right now I'd be like great That's, yeah fine totally because back then I was naive I was a summer child and I did not understand just how fucking bad it could get. <laughs> I'll be interested to know when when Podcast La Vista is wrapped up uh, if this was the low point. Because oh, I cannot it conceive. It has to be. We, uh, that... I hope it is. <laughs> I cannot conceive of a lower point. I, he's made a few movies. He's, he's since still got he a back, few more like... to come before he retires, obviously. Yeah. I have had two root canals in my life, and both of them were more enjoyable than this. <laughs> yeah, And one absolutely. of them took three appointments. Absolutely. <laughs> I would rather have been spent the time spent watching this movie in fucking L.A. traffic. Like, that's how, like, I would rather, I would have rather done that. I would have rather watched Suicide Squad, watched Suicide Squad twice back to back. Well, With we no have su- alcohol. We have a surprise for you, Joe. <laughs> no. We've got these movies queued up. Oh, God. Oh, Friendship so, over. So, uh, Mr. Joe Pretty, with, with all apologies, thank you for being on this show. Uh, my pleasure. I'm always happy to be here. And if people want to know more about you, the House of Jack and Stan, and other stuff you're doing, where should they look? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the Amazing Kuma. I don't post a whole lot unless I'm doing something interesting, which is not often. Uh, you can check out my podcast that I do with one to buy a pension mm-hmm. on the house of jack and which links to our new show the house of jack and stand but also you can find our all our episodes of the comic book club view from the getters um and you you can find me in these streets <laughs> yes <laughs> picking fights with people who picking love this movie people that love this, yeah. <laughs> this is the new this is the new fucking test right this is yes. the new uh litmus test it's like how did you feel about uh, Sabotage? Uh, not the Beastie Boys song. Which th- <laughs> not is, the Alfred Hitchcock movie. Yeah, like, yeah. Th- th- this is this has brought down movies titled Sabotage really way, far way down. down. Yeah. Well, on that's Amazon, a great movie, by the way. Oh, yeah, no, that's a great yeah. movie. Absolutely. Um, oh. This movie doesn't even deserve to be mentioned in the same no. fucking sentence as sabotage as hitchcock uh thank you so much joe i know it's gonna, it takes a lot to, to dismount from this movie it's all good it's all good and a special thank you to our episode sponsors we now have eight of them that's amazing Holy thank you guys shit thank you so much so that's margaret king larry brunswick tim batson zuri russell sterling taylor tom the belgian gus lindgren and mike seibert Thank you, folks. And if you want to become one of those, those, join those hallowed halls, become an episode sponsor, please check us out on podcastalavistababy.com or patreon.com slash radio versus the Martians. You can join up, you know, even a dollar a month gets you access to new episodes. Come on, join us, folks. 
You know you want to, even after this train wreck. <laughs> you should join because we they did this train wreck for you. We we died we, on the, we died for you. We watched it so you wouldn't have to. Uh, oh, thank uh. you folks. We'll catch you all next month and deepest apologies. <laughs> Podcast de la Vista Baby is a production of Radio vs. the Martians and is hosted by Mike Gillis and Casey Doran. This podcast is recorded in beautiful Val Verde in Seattle, Washington. Our chief engineer is Casey Doran and our editor is Mike Gillis. Our original theme music was written and performed by James Wetzel with opening narration by Dan Lombardo. Special thanks to Sam Mulvey, Rob Kelly, James Wetzel, Paul Rue, Tobias Panshin, Scott Kramer, Kyle Hepworth, and Dan Lombardo. Please take the time to rate and review our show on iTunes and Stitcher and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And if you'd like to support the show financially, please consider becoming one of our Patreon subscribers. Even just a dollar a month gives you access to exclusive episodes. And finally, you can find us online at podcastalavistababy.com and radioversusthemartians.com. These adrenaline junkies that mean absolutely nothing to this department. I would take a bullet for this guy's. Hmm, you take a bullet? Would you take 10 million bucks? Would you take 10 million? Where's the money? Don't fucking scream at me. Where's you the dumb money? Fuck you. Look at you. With your fucking 48% body fat and you scrounded little bastard. Fuck you guys. Go to the gym, John.